Quick PSA for our listeners who are U.S. citizens. The 2020 election season is now upon us, and it is so important that you make your voice be heard. Please go to www.vote.org to find out all voting information you might need, and be sure to vote early. Again, that website is www.vote.org. Plan your vote and enjoy the show. Computer, initialize Holosuite. Holosuite Media. Any aggressive actions against this ship or its crew will be met by the deadliest force. Hello, and thank you for joining us on The Janeway, the Voyager podcast where my phage-infected co-host, Suzanne Williamson, and I, <laughs> Liam Smart, look at Voyager episodes to work out whether our favourite captain has approached things in the right way, the wrong way, or the Janeway. Why do I always have some sort of disease? Um, um because you're the star of that episode called The Disease. I'm just sickly. That's what it is. I'm so sickly. It's the asthma. It makes me susceptible yeah. to everything, including the phage. Well, as long as you're better from asthma this week, I don't mind if you got the phage because you're on the other side of the planet, so you can't steal me organs. Oh, darn. I could try. Yeah. I mean, I've got no satisfactory organs. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, no Aww. comment. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, See, you're the next bit. You should read the next bit. (laughs) All I need is is a good set of lungs. That's all I need. I'll ask Neelix. Oh, Neelix. Before we get started with the episode today, why not give us a follow on Twitter at the Jane underscore way. Also join our Facebook community for our listeners called The Nexus. There you can discuss this episode and episodes of all of our other shows on Sweet Media, including new episodes of The Vedic Assembly, our Star Trek Deep Space Nine podcast. Indeed. And you can also join our discussion on the open channel thread about all new episodes of Star Trek Discovery, which is now airing Suzanne in episode what? one, had a Voyager reference. What? Quantum Slipstream Drive in 3188. Sweet. Finally mastered it without the help of Harry Kim. Well, that was where they went wrong in the first place. They shouldn't have used Harry Kim. No, they shouldn't. No. Bad, bad call. But <laughs> is that alcohol? It, it is a Guinness, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, I've got water. I'm sensible. It's afternoon there. You could have a... No, no, no. Here. It's 11.57 a.m. at the moment. Oh. Yep, so I've, I'll start drinking. I did almost consider getting a vodka, I will admit. I had my skips delivered today, and everything outside is bright orange. And it's like, oof. Because I'm uh, getting my bathroom done. In bright orange? Are you going for a, a TOS 
era enterprise theme. What? No, no, no. It's just the skips are bright orange. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, who gives a shit? <laughs> Today, Suzanne, we're going back to our Janeways, and we're going to be looking at season one, episode four or five, depending on what way you look at it. But I call it episode four, Phage, which is one of my favorite episodes of season one. Oh, so I can get some new lungs this episode. You can get some new lungs, yeah, because we. Yes, exactly. That was the whole point of me saying that you're phage infected. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't have the fancy gadget to transport them out of someone's body. No. I mean, I would just stick my hand in there, rip it out. I think I've seen that on on a cartoon somewhere. Probably. Just (laughs) many, many cartoons are probably (laughs) like that. If you look at IMDb's synopsis of the phage, it says that they're searching to replenish their dilithium supplies. Voyager encounters the Vidians, who assault other races for their organs. Neelix is attacked and his lungs taken. Now it's a race against time to retrieve the stolen lungs and to save his life. Which is a very, very, you know, <laughs> descriptive synopsis. You don't actually even need to worry about watching the show. It's, it's literally all there. Uh, but it's been also given a rating of 7.2 out of 10. Which oh. I think's a bit low, to be honest. Well, that's because you really like the be more than that. Well, do you know what? I'm going to rate it, and I'm going to rate it nine. Okay. Oh, I've got to sign into IMDb. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> when they originally came up with this idea, it was going to be Tom, and his heart was going to be taken. Oh, really? Yeah. Aww. And then they went away from that, and they went with Neelix and Lungs, because they thought Lungs would be less cheesy, which I don't get. Yeah, but then they just installed the cheese factor by putting Neelix. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Remove one cheese. It's like removing cheddar and putting, I don't know. Gouda. Brie in. Gouda. (laughs) Neelix is Gouda. (laughs) It's all Gouda. (laughs) Aww. Oh, God. Neelix's feet probably taste a bit cheesy. Ew, nasty. Yeah. Oh, man. Not taste. I meant to say smell, but I think the wrong wrong sense came out my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) I feel my dinner coming back up. That's all right. I haven't had dinner yet. (laughs) Shall we get into it? Yes, we shall. Okay. So we start off with a cold open, uh, Janeway and Chakotay talking about needing to find some dilithium supplies because their power's shortaging out, I guess, which is something that you'd expect when they're in the Delta Quadrant because, I mean, let's face it, they've got nowhere else to get dilithium from. They've got to find it. They talk about uh, Balana creating some form of power reactor for it out of <laughs> something, I don't know, some science. Which I thought was quite interesting. Dental floss and paper clips. That's what she's going to use. Dental floss and paper. I mean, you might as well. Okay. But I can make anything out of anything. So, exactly. And wasn't this the first mention of the power shortage? Because I don't recall. I believe it was. Any other time. So, this is the beginning. I believe it was. And, I mean, it's also the first talk about the fact that they have to use ration packs and the food rations and Jane <laughs> H using ration pack number five. Mm. 
stewed tomato and eggs or something. It sounded horrid. I don't know. Whatever it was, I just thought, ugh, just, you're the captain. Surely you could just go and get something nice and have a better ration pack scenario. You know, exactly. get ration pack number 72. Because they have the hydroponic space, so they're growing things. What are yeah, they but they don't have a that? kitchen. Or do they? So why were they growing things to begin with? If they didn't even have exactly. a kitchen to do yes. anything with. <laughs> yeah, and how long have they been without a kitchen at this point? I don't know. I haven't paid attention to star dates, etc. So I don't know how long they've been in the Delta Quadrant at this point. But yeah, I don't know. Is if they don't have a kitchen, then what do they do? Just like do it on the floor of their sonic shower? <laughs> I'm going to cut up a lemon. <laughs> I'm just going to eat a raw lemon. <laughs> Yummy. Actually, no joke. I actually quite like sucking on a raw lemon. Okay. It's nice. And limes. Does that make me weird? Probably. I don't like oranges. Oh, well, I'll, I'll do the lime with a little tequila. Well, a lot of tequila, actually. <laughs> yeah, tequila's got some bad memories from my 18th birthday party. But then when I went to Europe, I got smashed on tequila in Germany. And it's all better again. <laughs> oh, tequila's <laughs> the best. Yeah. So Jamie walks into her private kitchen. Not private kitchen. Jamie walks into her private dining room and she finds Neelix in there. And he's turned it into the kitchen that they never had. And I think that's a bloody great idea. It is for, a great idea. To have. She didn't need a private dining room anyway. That's kind of elitist. Yeah, she's, and, and I never would have got that impression from Jamie in the first few episodes. No. Like, from Caretaker Through Time and Again that she needs a private dining room for her ration pack number five. Why not just eat in your quarters then? Yeah, exactly. So... But Janeway gave him such a dirty look, like he's created a kitchen in her dining room. It's almost like a game of like Voyager Cluedo. Janeway killed Neelix in the dining room with a hyperspanner. <laughs> so I, I thought that was like the dumbest decision that she has made to actually treat Neelix like, you just destroyed my private dining room. Like that's a wrong thing to do. Did you see the size of the flames he had going on? He could have burned down the entire ship. Yeah, who cooks like that, though? Yeah. <laughs> burned down the whole ship. He, he <laughs> could have burnt down the whole ship. So I understand maybe she was mad about that. No, she was She was clearly more mad about not being able to have her ration pack number five in private <laughs> space. Notwithstanding the fact that she has, like, the world's biggest ready room. That like, is her true. ready room's bigger than the mess hall. It is. So she could have had ration pack number five there. And her quarters are giant. Yeah. So who needs the private dining room? So, you know what? She, I'm, I'm, I'm going to chalk that down to just her attitude being in the wrong thing because they needed yes. a kitchen. Neelix actually provided initiative. He showed initiative and he created something out of nothing. And even though he was going to burn down the ship, which is, you know, standard Neelix, if you ask me. <laughs> It's, it's something that was good. So I feel like Janeway was wrong in that. She was. Her attitude was definitely wrong. Bad attitude Janeway. Definitely. Maybe she had a bad attitude because she didn't have her coffee or her ration pack, and that's why she was overreacting. What ration pack number do you reckon dried coffee is? I don't know, but she was hangry. So it was hangry, hangry Janeway. Janeway. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
So this cold open continues and we move on to the bridge. We find Garrett Wong doing some acting. Acting! (laughs) And they find some dilithium on a rogue planetoid in some caves. It's a class M planet. Yay, everything's all sorted. End of show. So Neelix is all standing there going, Oh, I told you so that I'd find this here. Like, you know, typical gloating Neelix. But again, Neelix left the open flames going in his galley. <laughs> so again, <laughs> the ship is burning down. Oh, no joke. The amount of times my partner has walked off and like finished cooking dinner, and then I go out there and the hob is still on and the flame's oh, still going. And I'm just <laughs> like, Jordan, you forgot to turn off the fucking hob again. And he's like, oh, oh, can you turn it off for me? And I'm like... Yeah, sure. But, I mean, you could have burnt down the house. But I didn't. Yeah, so I was like, but I put the dishwasher on and I'm like, yeah, good, because I don't like dirty dishes. Oh, that's good. That's very good. Mm. Yeah, so one thing or another. So Janeway decides to send Chakotay down for a survey and Chakotay takes Kim. Mm -hmm. And Neelix decides that he wants to join. (laughs) I mean, sure. Why not? The look on Chakotay's face. Yeah, it was so good. (laughs) But the look on Janeway as well. Now, this to me is a Janeway decision because she sat there in the chair and there were two looks in her face. One, the crew was getting on so well with each other that, Mm -hmm. you know, Marquis and Starfleet with Chakotay and Kim, but also the random pickup that they, the homeless (laughs) person that they picked up. (laughs) From that planet and caretaker. Hitchhiker. Hitchhiker. (laughs) And her face either says that she's really happy them getting it on, or her face says, oh, let's hope they lose him on the away mission. <laughs> so. <laughs> now, Neelix is the one that told them about this planetoid, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And told them that it had dilithium. Yet, mm-hmm. Bolana was training him how to pick up dilithium readings. So how did he know there was dilithium there to begin with? Um, my uh, exactly plot. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, like, that's okay, we'll skip over that part. (laughs) And he knew about the planet, but he didn't know about the Vidians. Yeah, you'd have thought he would have known about Vidians, they're in Vidian space. Yeah, it's all very suspect. It is actually. Do you know what? Creepy Neelix, not good. It's dodgy. So I think that's a Janeway choice sending Neelix down because oh, no definitely. one in their right mind would have bloody sent Neelix on an away mission unless they wanted to get rid of him. And she almost managed to get rid of him. But we see it fails. She came very close. Yes. So they're down onto the planetoids in some caves and they tell him, don't wander too far, which of course means someone's <laughs> going to wander off too far. <laughs> they find the hologram or Neelix finds like the holographic whatever it is, the tunnel wall. way. Yeah. In the wall, yeah. Uh-oh, scary aliens afoot, and then we jump to the credits. Now, one thing I really did appreciate about this episode is that they didn't actually show us the Vidians or tell mm-hmm. us anything about Vidians until, like, 35 minutes in. So it had, like, a yeah. horror sort of vibe to it. Yeah, because they were in the and shadows all the time. It's like, oh. Yeah, and to hide their, like, hideously phage-infested, like... Mm-hmm overlaid skin face like i thought that was like a really good and again it, they should have at this point realized that hang on a minute 
fuck the Kazans off, let's have the Vidians as the main antagonist of season one, because my god, the amount of stories that would be so much better with the Vidians than the Kazon. And this is going to be something that I whinge about all the way through season one. But how would we get Seska aligning with the Vidians, or would we not even go there? She would just still be under wraps as, as a Cardassian. I don't know. That's something that I'm fairly sure we worked out on that to the journey episode we did. Oh no, we said Kim. Kim did it. <laughs> yes, because <Kim> <laughs> so we wanted we to keep, keep space Seska. Yes. Seska space dinosaur. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, if you don't know what we're talking about, Suzanne and I and a previous co-host of To the Journey, Zachary Fruling, made a very very exciting season one episode a uh, season one season that's good english yes. around <laughs> the vidians <laughs> which we'll pick up at some point throughout the janeway i'm sure we will yes so credits roll in and then they jump back to after the credits we're still in the caves they must have gone more than 50 meter radius by far by now because 50 meters is not very far at all no and since they couldn't just like yell to each other they're using their combat just to talk back and forth yeah yeah so of course neelix doesn't do what he's told you know <laughs> he, here's a surprise so i mean see kids that's what happens when you don't when you stray too far and don't do what you're told your lungs mm-hmm. get stolen yeah take this as a warning mm-hmm. listen to daddy chicote <laughs> so I also think that, what's his name? Ethan Phillips did like a really good um, job of not having lungs. <laughs> good acting. <laughs> <laughs> can, you, can you imagine receiving the script? I've got to act like I don't have lungs. Uh, okay, I'm going to go into a seizure. <laughs> I, I, can, I can do that pretty well. Wheezing. Seizures? <laughs> oh. <laughs> but even then you're taking lungs in, so it kind of be like you're in space listeners we're like actually sitting here pretending (laughs) after that they beam straight to sick bay and kez was like oh what's happened very (laughs) calm and collective and also janeway was very calm when she was talking to chakotay she's like eh no lungs lol whatever (laughs) crap happens (laughs) (laughs) it's like let's move on but she wants to go back down to the planetoid. Uh, hello. What kind of decision is that? I think that's an, I think that's a good one, though. Like, it's the right thing to do to try and... Don't you think, do like... You, do you send your captain, your chief of security, your main ops dude? Do you send all these people down to be harvested? I mean, probably no. That's <laughs> a to me, that was a that was a wrong way. I was like, "All no, no, those are important people." No, 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 no. You, you reckon? You reckon? So that okay? All right, I can I can see where you're coming from that because like, in case things go wrong, they they could lose the captain, they could lose the chief of security, and and I mean, mm-hmm. no one cares about Harry Kim, so <laughs> you could Harry's you could mom lose- cares. Harry's, <laughs> Harry's mum. Harry's mum has got no idea. <laughs> so, okay, like, all right, I'll take that as being the wrong call to go back down to the planet. I thought it was going to be a good call because, you know, she kind of needs to go back. But, yeah, I'll, I'll take that as a wrong way. I mean, yes, you need to go back and figure out what's going on, but not those people. 
Yeah, we get a good amount of sass from the Doctor as well in that scene. Oh, I which love the Doctor. comes back in the whole episode, the Doctor is like perfect. Robert Picardo, he did a good job. So back down to the cave, they're wandering around saying, oh, we can't see this place. And they find some warm rocks, which I thought that was actually quite super smart of Jane May, touching the mm-hmm. rocks and thinking, this rock is a bit warmer. She likes to touch things. Rocks. Chakotay. <laughs> Chakotay. <laughs> you More can combine those two together and it comes out as cocks. <laughs> <laughs> But going back to the doctor, he says one of my favorite lines in this episode is that he's talking about Paris. The man drives Mm -hmm. a 700,000 ton starship, so someone thinks he'd make a good medic. I mean, yeah. that's It's so um, true. It's like, yeah, no. Paris medic. It's like he's he's better at flying a starship than he is flying a knife through someone, I guess. Or even using (laughs) a replicator to make something that they need. Mm-hmm. I like how in the case, two box like, oh, it's a highly sophisticated force field. It's like, yeah, well, yeah, thanks for pointing out the bleeding obvious, Tuvok. <laughs> so that's a little bit of cave action. I think most of the good stuff in this episode really actually happens in sick bay. Tom's got absolutely yes. no idea what's going on. I'm trying to work out, you know, where to get shit from. But the doctor does think of a really quite ingenious idea of using lungs. It is so cool. I mean, holographic lungs. Holographic lungs. Do you know what? They do talk about it and they do a good explanation of how holographic lungs work by using the whole slapping Tom and changing and Mm -hmm. unchanging the ability for a hologram to actually appear as physical matter. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, they are just photons and force fields. But at the same time, photons are particles, but they don't have mass. So very interesting. So they did a good job of explaining But it does come up with an interesting quandary, though. Like, is it actually better to be alive but not able to move a micron? Otherwise, your lungs won't work. Or is it better Mm -hmm. to just die? Well, I would go with the living part because you never know what the doctor is going to come up with next. Give him enough time, he could could cure it. it Don't we already have machines now? That could replace lungs. Do we? Is it just Neelix's physiology that makes them incompatible? Maybe it could be. You'd have thought, though, like, that they would have come up with a way to be able to transplant organs between different alien species and the Doctor would know about it, unless the Talaxian physiology is so far-fetched. I mean, they did say something about connected to... Uh, spinal stuff or whatever. Yeah, because uh, what bones gave that woman a pill in Star Trek Four? She grew a new kidney, so they mm. have to have something. What was the show that I watched? Oh no, that was Travelers that I just watched, where they grew a new heart for someone. Yeah, so I thought that was pretty cool. Back down to the caves, they find a lab with no dilithium, but but they find some organs, which I thought was kind of like American Horror Story style kind of action. That was pretty cool. It's like a it's a depository for extra organs in case you... It's, like an, it's, it's amazingly grotesque as an idea for, like, the fourth episode of a new series. But I wanted to see more of that. It's like, if you're going for the horror thing, really put it in my face, not this tray of what looked like maybe steak. Burnt bacon. <laughs> 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 but... 
I think, again, it just goes to the point where the, the whole idea behind the Vidians was so much better than any other yes. season one alien. Yes, it was. We find out that the lungs work and then Janeway decides to go off on pursuit of these aliens because the aliens, which I don't know of Vidians yet, but the Vidians end up mm-hmm. getting away from the posse on the planetoid. So, again, <sighs> good call or a Janeway call to go after it's, these aliens? I'm going to say it's a Janeway call because you you don't know how many of them there are. Do they have other mm-hmm. ships in the area? You could be putting your entire crew at risk. Yeah, from species that clearly has vastly superior medical abilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't know if they could I mean, actually transport your organs from their ship. They yeah. don't even have to be near you. What if they're just going to get like scan you? Okay, we're going to take what we need, and now everybody's dead on the floor. Oh my god! Like a like a super like transporty thing that comes out the deflector of a ship that like selectively <laughs> yeah. takes a whole ship's like I don't know spleens. We're taking everyone's skins today. It's skin day. <laughs> it's skin day on the Vidian planet. <laughs> Come and get your skin. Skins for all. Their, their version of Oprah Winfrey. You get skin. You get and skin. You get we skin. all get skin. <laughs> Patty and Oprah. That'd be interesting. They should have really got her as a, <laughs> a oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> a guest star. Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> but you can't recognize her because she's got the Patty and makeup. Yeah, well, I mean... It'd be Idris Elba all over again. Yeah. yeah. Let's not talk about that. (laughs) So, all right, let me just just write down this as the Janeway. Okay. Back to sick bay we go. And Neelix, Neelix is starting to annoy me a little bit now. You know, just annoys the Doctor too. The ceiling is hideous, which I actually thought was quite funny, actually, when you think about it. Saying that, well... We're going to lie here. Now is the time to say that your ceiling is a disaster. I'm a doctor, not a decorator. <laughs> exactly. You get uh, the stupid jealousy thing starts rearing its ugly head. And oh, it's not uh, you yeah. that I don't trust. It's him. He's one great big hormone. Piss off, Neelix. I, I hate when people say that. Oh, I trust you. I just don't trust them. It's like, no, mm. you don't trust anybody. No. And at, at the same time, I've actually said that in the past before, many, like maybe nine or ten years ago now. And now, mm. like, I'm older, I realise that that's my own insecurity, not exactly anyone else or any trust of anyone else, because you should just be able to trust your partner. Exactly. Also, I can't believe that was nine years ago now. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, I, it, it's, it's an unhealthy relationship, and something that we look at now and just think, well, what the fuck? Listener Suzanne just had a problem with her headphones. If this, so if this didn't sync up too well, then uh, deal then with I it. Then I suck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get paid to edit. <laughs> no, we don't. But at least we actually have more fun on this network. Damn straight. Mm-hmm. At least we can do what the hell we want. Fuck you. Yeah. So, um... <laughs> 
Let's move on from sick bay from that terrible relationship. We go back to the bridge and oh my God, I laughed so hard when I saw some of this. So they're sciencing out their tricorder. We know that, you know, they take organs, but mm-hmm. why do they take organs? <gasps> we just don't know yet. They eat them. So following around, they find them, yeah, oh yeah, tasty, bit of steak. With some father beans <laughs> and a nice style. Chianti. <laughs> <laughs> It's the second time we brought that up today. <laughs> we find them in an asteroid, which is cool, but then we have the complete opposite of parallax happening, whereby Janeway is like, how large is that crater? <laughs> well, in parallax, the hole wasn't big enough for it, but now this time the hole clearly is big enough for the ship. Way so too big. She decides. So before Janeway makes a decision here, she got, Tuvok points out that she's going to make a stupid Janeway decision <laughs> completely because he knows her. But so she takes it in anyway. She's like, yeah, whatever. You know, I'm not going to do anything. So, you know, she, even Tuvok points out that she's doing something the Jane yes. way. I loved that. I was like, you go Tuvok, you call her out. So you call her out on her like absolute crazy decisions. Somebody has to. Yep. So she smashes her way through into that thing, takes her gigantic 700,000 ton starship or whatever. <laughs> the doctor said it weighed <laughs> into an asteroid. Sure, why not? You know, what a great idea. What could go wrong? Yeah. We pop in to see Neelix in sick bay again, and he has an itch, and we get a very sexy close-up of his <laughs> eyebrows. Oh, they creep me out. It's like tweeze or something. Do a little manscaping. What, eyebrow pubes. Oh. <laughs> Manscape those eyebrows. Who <laughs> indeed. <laughs> Neelix realizes his predicament. He panics a bit. Starts to hyperventilate. This is the point where everyone hopes that he just die because he doesn't have any lungs. <laughs> doesn't quite happen. Uh, Kes cares for the doctor's feelings <laughs> as well, which I thought was pretty cute. Is this where Neelix asks him, asks the doctor if he can sing or is that later? I didn't write that down, so I can't remember, but I thought that was hilarious foreshadowing. Yeah, it's like, didn't Neelix put the little seed in the doctor's brain about singing? If so, Neelix needs to pay. Yeah, but then we wouldn't have that Tuvok, I understand, <laughs> skip. But that so didn't maybe happen. To think- that was a daydream. Oh, no, it didn't happen, uh-uh. did it? Oh. Well, we wouldn't have had that whole episode, which is called something that I can't remember, but it had a character called Tinku in it or something. Oh, ooh, that is called that- Virtuoso. Isn't that Roxanne Dawson's sister? I don't know, is it? I am pretty sh- pretty darn sure. Oh. Pretty darn sure. <laughs> Roxanne Dawson would be like, yeah, I want some makeup on like I have to every day. With Kes talking to the doctor mm-hmm. and saying that he's actually remarkable, we also get another explanation of how the doctor actually works as well in terms of that he's actually capable of bringing on new data. So this episode, whilst mm-hmm. it's also really good in terms of like storyline, etc., with the phage and Neelix's lungs, but it also is character growth of the Doctor, yes. not the actual character growing, but an explanation of the character to those who are watching so we know mm-hmm. what to expect in the future, which I thought was really good. Meanwhile, on the bridge, we find out there's a hall of mirrors, so they've turned into an asteroid into a circus. <laughs> I always like the hall of mirrors. I find that it's pretty fun. cool. In the meantime, we see Seska on the bridge, yeah. and by on the bridge, I mean engineering. I was just happy to see Seska. Now, when uh, Seska and Bellana were talking, it sounded like Seska said she needed a Kalesh stabilizer. I actually had to put on the captions 
to make sure it wasn't Kalish and it was KLS. Oh, because I'm, I'm like, did she say Kalish stabilizer? I'm like, what the hell is a Kalish stabilizer? I'm like, what? What? I need to know about this. Yeah. No, it was KLS. So it's like just, it's just a KLS stabilizer. Yeah. Okay, whatever KLS stands for. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> On the bridge, Garrett Wong does more acting. I mean, yes, Garrett, he does a much better job in later series, but seasons and later episodes, but some of the acting in this was not good. And I really hope you listen to us, Garrett Wong, because we listen to you on the Delta Flyers and we do love you lots. I'm just going to point out every time that we can tell you're acting. I honestly think it had a lot to do with direction. Yeah, actually, some of the direction. And um, we know full well that they were told not to... Mm -hmm. Be too emotional. Yeah, because, so. I mean, even Tom's uh, character and acting and just, ugh, yeah. ugh, early and seasons. And that's probably, yeah. that's, you can blame Rick Berman for that one. Yes, I blame him for everything. But here we get another crazy decision. <laughs> Two, Bob, what's going to happen if we set some phases <laughs> off inside this hall of mirrors? Yeah, they just shoot things. <laughs> I wonder what would happen. <laughs> Blow ourselves up. What do you think would happen? <laughs> What do phasers do again? What happens if we set them off on full? (laughs) (laughs) Ramp the phaser banks up to maximum and fire them at a mirror. I blame this on her not having her breakfast because it is the most important meal of the day. Maybe ration pack number five has some kind of drug. (laughs) Some kind of psychotropic drug. I'll stick with Chakotay's oatmeal. Yeah, I kind of want ration pack number five now. Sounds tasty. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, Chakotay decides that, you know what, I, I marked that as a Janeway, by the way, because seriously, what the fuck's yes, going on over here? that is head? totally Janeway. <laughs> I don't see anybody doing that. <laughs> Except. Uh, let's just do some things, all right? It'll be good. <laughs> what could happen? It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> But then Chakotay's like, why don't we just turn them down? <laughs> Thank you, Chakotay. <laughs> so that's that's cool. Like, I actually really enjoyed, like, shooting the phaser around. I thought that was pretty funny. Was and me, then, yeah. you know, Kim finds the ship and then they beam them aboard, which is when we finally get to see the aliens that they've been working yes. with. Which, you know, like, when the first time you see them, like, the act, not the acting, the makeup mm-hmm. department done a fantastic yes, job. Yes, Michael Westmore did page. amazing. Though I would really love to see an updated version with no foam latex, with just silicone prosthetics. Oh. That would look so cool. Oh, my God, the juiciness of mm-hmm. that. They could be dripping. Oh, it would be so cool. Shane, like, the think tank solved the the phage for the Vidians. Because could you imagine if we got Vidians in the Alpha Quadrant in 3188 on Discovery? Well, who, knows if it, who knows if that cure actually fully worked on everyone? Yeah, good point. Maybe. Because we were clearly wrong about Omega being the cause of the burn. Oh. <laughs> what if it's the phage? Oh, the phage may cause the burn. <laughs> The phage is the burn. Wait, wait. That destroyed all the dilithium. How did the phage make the dilithium explode? Plot. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out later. Q was involved somehow. Oh, yeah, Q. We might as well just blame Boimler as well. Why not? <laughs> he should have never left the Cerritos. Amen. 
we spend basically the next amount of the episode or a fair amount of the episode in the brig learning about the phage. Janeway is clearly disgusted, but also very sympathetic yes. to the plight of the Vidians. I did kind of like uh, not the one that received Vidian, the Neelix's lungs. Mm-hmm. I liked the Vidian that kind of reminded me of his butler <laughs> in a way. You don't need to explain yourself to him. He's the procurement officer. The procurement officer. The Dean Carson. (laughs) (laughs) Is it Carson from Downton Abbey? Oh, I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, that would be quite interesting if the Dean's on Downton Abbey. we doing so yeah i thought his voice was quite cool so janeway says that she can't commit murder to save another because it's entirely reprehensible Mm -hmm. we found out that the videans are artists and educators which typical star trek with that one but then she lets them go yes that is the right thing to do you think it's the right thing to do i'd have been like that is the starfleet thing to do yeah, but I, don't you think that's the Janeway thing to do, though? Like, I would have just been like, no, I want the lungs back. They've already been altered. There's no way to, yeah. Oh, good point. Yeah, they weren't going to be able to redo you it. You would kill this man to save your crewmen. So you're doing exactly what they if... did. Yeah, but, oh, I see what you mean. And I suppose they wouldn't have, she just gambled on them helping as well mm-hmm. in the end. Really. It's like, she Sorry. saved our lives. Yeah. Let us save this man's life. Yeah. All right. I'll mark it as a good or a right thing to do. That, and it also gets the Vidians in sickbay, which is produces some funny lines from the doctor, too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's go into that, shall we? Yeah. I absolutely loved that scanning scene. It's like, <laughs> oh, everything's so primitive or whatever. <laughs> yes. According to my device, you're not here. Oh, believe me, I wish I weren't. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, amen. Like, uh, delivered absolutely perfectly. And, yes. like, Vidian Lurch's face. <laughs> not Lurch. <laughs> it's just like, ooh. <laughs> it was very funny to watch. Absolutely so perfect scene. And I do think that this whole episode is perfect. If I'm honestly, like, I can't fault a lot any of this episode because everything was so good it was it really was it it introduced a wonderful adversary that really should have taken up more of voyager's time yeah instead of like random bits i mean yeah again if you look at in the future we know that the vidians are part of faces Mm -hmm. like an amazing episode they're part of deadlock again another amazing episode hello amazing episode Mm -hmm. coda weren't they also uh, sorry Coda. Well, it was a dream of them in Coda, but still they were in Coda. Resolutions. Weren't they in Resolutions? Yes. Dr. Pell. In the end of it. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I mean, so many things that have happened with the Vidians are so much better than the Kazon. Yeah, with the Kazon, we got some good episodes like, oh, was it Initiations or something? The one with um, Mm -hmm. Aaron Eisenberg. I'm not a big fan of that. Even though it's just a Chakotay episode. I'm like, meh. I mean, most Dracote episodes hey, in there. Hey, uh, Opinions. Don't, don't let me bring out the I don't Joe Carey again. <laughs> <laughs> Leave my Joe alone. 
We end the episode with Kes giving Neelix a lung. Yes. And Which, she, what's the point in giving him a lung? You only live nine years. Exactly. So is his lung going to die off? And then he's got nothing. So we don't close. know. So that got, we managed to get rid of him. Still, didn't we, that quickly? is my theory why he went with the Talaxians because he's like, ooh, lungs. Juicy lungs. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, what good lungs you have, my child. I will take those. I am convinced that's why he went with them. I'm in the market for a nude lung. How may you assist? <laughs> Go to the lung store. Pick up some new lungs. <laughs> I find it weird that Captain Janeway said that she's going to be looking forward to sampling Neelix's cooking. I think she was just trying to be nice. She is going to regret. Lying through her teeth. Absolutely regret saying that as soon as that stupid Leola root gets on board. That's why she goes in her own quarters and starts cooking pot roasts and burning them to uh, death. Vegetable biryani. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's um, totally lied through her teeth just to make Felix <laughs> feel better. Because in the very next episode, isn't that like the whole better than coffee, coffee substitute or yes, something? Yes, yes it is. <laughs> she instantly regrets it. It's like, oh, I need to think before I say things. Yeah. It's like, I should totally do that. <laughs> Oh, wow. And then we get to the end of the episode. Yay! Phage is great. It is a good episode. So looking at my tally, Mm -hmm. we have got one right way, two wrong ways, and four Jane ways. (laughs) (laughs) I am guessing, and it's just a long shot, this was a Jane way episode then. This was definitely, like, I knew from the outset before I even started watching it that this was going to end up a Janeway episode because yeah. some of the things she does, like, I would have thought the ending was a Janeway, but maybe not. I do agree with you that it was probably the right thing to do. But, my God, when I was watching it, those phases. <laughs> <laughs> and even Tuvok pointing it out. Like, seriously. Yeah. yeah. So, we're going to go back. I'm going to write this on my list that I've had to start again. This episode is a Janeway. I've even colour-coordinated them. Oh, wow. Nice. So our next episode, is it the cloud? It is the cloud. There's coffee in that nebula, which we will have a guest on that episode, won't we? Well, we should have a guest on the episode. Our certain guest was meant to be on this episode, but we had to change for scheduling reasons. Mm-hmm. So it'll be very interesting. So let's hopefully our special guest can join and... We will not reveal who they are until the beginning of next episode. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Just in case they don't show. <laughs> in case they don't Just want to be with us. Just because of scheduling problems. Sure. I mean, scheduling I'm not surprised. Problems. Who wouldn't be with us? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to us. We really appreciate all of you who listen to us talk about Voyager. We would also love it if you subscribed and gave us all of the stars and leave us a review. We did have one review again this week, which was great. They told us that we're very funny and they must also be on uh, some ration pack number five (laughs) to find us funny. But we we thank you very much for leaving us five stars. Suzanne, where can we find you online when you're not infected with the phage? When I don't have the phage, you can find me on Boldly Go with my friend Brandy, where we are talking currently about Pike and Spock and ramping up as we get closer to Strange New Worlds. Whenever the hell that's going to drop, we have no idea. So we're doing it that show about every eight weeks or so, so we don't run out of content. 
Mm-hmm. It's very good to just dip into. I like dipping into the both of you. That's a fun experience. And then you can also find me on Twitter. My handles are kjaneway8. Or if you want to follow my stained glass stuff, which I'm working on an enterprise panel right now, you can find me at stained sass. I very highly recommend looking at some of Suzanne's work and getting some for you if you're in America because so good, some of them. Well, all of them. But some of them I'm really in love with. And Liam, where can we find you on the network and online? You can find me elsewhere on Holosuite Media hosting The Vedic Assembly, our Star Trek Deep Space Nine podcast, which I can't remember what order they come out in, but I'm fairly (laughs) sure the episode that came out last week Number seven, you should 100% listen to because it is hilarious. It's where we decided that we would create a secret agent Bashir <laughs> on a sweet program. <laughs> very, very funny. Oh, that's I highly recommend you listen amazing. to it, especially fans of Garashir. Oh, Let's put nice. it that way. And you can find me on the Twitters at LS74656. Just remember to follow us on Twitter at the Jane underscore way and on Facebook in our listeners group, The Nexus. Until next time, remember to keep doing things, not the right way, not the wrong way, but the Jane. Time's up. This show is brought to you by Holosuite Media. Computer, list other available Holosuite Media programs. Loading Holosuite Preview Program for The Expanse, a Star Trek Enterprise podcast. I did kind of like the idea that he had the armory to work in. That was like his main mm-hmm. his main workspace, I guess. I found that quite different and that excited me. I think they kind of moved away from that a little bit as the show went on. Yeah, as we went on. It definitely appeared more in the first season i think and maybe the second then it did the later ones did you ever become attached to malcolm as a character i wouldn't necessarily say attached but i always i enjoyed most of the the times that he was on screen and interacting with the rest of the crew for me i was i was more attached to trip so yeah yeah i guess i guess it makes sense that you and i are doing a podcast together <laughs> yeah <laughs> loading hollow suite preview program for there are four questions a star trek spotlight podcast that felt pretty cool and that's when I, I really really started connecting with star trek when i was actually here and on on the level of creator as opposed to fan so that was where i started getting it was like hey i could do this i remember writing <laughs> i sent this letter to him i wrote to um eric stillwell before i moved to, to los angeles and asked about the the rules for submitting the script and all that stuff and then i had this idea never heard back from him Loading Holosuite preview program for Ladies Trek Library, women with a passion for Star Trek books. One of the reasons I was excited to read this book was because it's called Uhura's Song. And we don't get a lot of books where Uhura is a main character. Um, And she was my favorite character from the original series. So I was excited to see a book about her.
and I and I like how and I was thinking about the uh, the Broadway play Cats because they kind of used cat names that that reminded me of the names in this book. So and and this book was written in '85, so it could have been inspired by Cats in that way. Computer deactivate Hollow Suite.